everybody, and welcome to Riverway. We're so glad that you are here, uh, and we are excited because we're kicking off a brand new series called Make Work Matter, and so we want to say welcome to all of you watching in the parent viewing room as well. That's a great way, a place to go if you have a little one that gets fussy during the service. Right down the hallway past our donuts and coffee, uh, there's a spot you can watch the service live with us. And so right inside of your bulletin should be some message notes if you want to go ahead and grab those out. And for this series, we're doing something just a little bit different. And uh, I really believe that this series is going to help us bring a godly perspective to all of our jobs. Now, just by a show of hands, right, we're just going to have a moment here. By a show of hands, how many of you would say that you, your 9 to 5 right now is your ultimate dream job? Let me see your hands. Your ultimate dream job. Okay. All right. So there's about 10 of us in the room. Out of a couple hundred, not bad, right? So what you're telling me is we might have a little work to do when it comes to work, right? We might have a little work to do. My very first job was actually uh, the fry station at Burger King. And uh, I was not that thrilled, to be honest, about that job until they moved me to the burger station. And I felt like I had arrived. I'm like, now this is living right here, right? I'm in charge of the burgers people are eating. I mean, this is huge, right? And so that was my job early on. But job satisfaction is important, is it not? For every single one of us, we want to be a part of something that is satisfying for us. And why does this matter? Because, believe it or not, you actually spend more time at work than you do anywhere else. You spend more time with your coworkers than you do even your own families, believe it or not. And so all of this is important. And who we are at work really matters. What we do is important for personal satisfaction, but who we are at work matters much more. So rather than wishing maybe that you had another job on the other side where the grass is greener that you've been looking at for a while, is it possible that God could allow your job right where you're at to matter? And is it possible that your satisfaction is bigger then your coworkers is bigger than your pay. It's bigger than even the boss that you work for. Because here's what I know about you. There's not one of us in this room that want to work at a job where we felt like all the life was just sucked out of us. But is it possible that your job satisfaction and making work matter is bigger than all of those things that maybe you don't even need to change jobs in order to have that kind of satisfaction. So that's kind of the direction that we're going to be going today. In the next couple weeks, we've got the privilege from, to listen uh, to three prominent business leaders here at Riverway. And we thought, how cool would it be to hear from some of them that are business owners when it comes to uh, work in the uh, employee relationships, right in the workplace? And so this morning, I'm so pleased to introduce in just a moment uh, Mr. Bruce Franz. And I know that he needs no introduction around here at Riverway. You've probably shaken his hands many a times. Your kids have probably commented about his long goatee at times. Uh, but Bruce and his wife, Patty, have been a part of Riverway Church since the very beginning. And they own what's called Franz Reprographics. And I think we got that first slide. Yeah, throw that up there. And it's actually out of Brooklyn Park. And it's a multi-million dollar company. And they do all sorts of work around town with different construction firms. And I want to get some of this right, but they do construction document printing, so like huge blueprints for different things going on, things being built, electronic document management, large format graphics, and all kinds of signage. In fact, everything that you see printed here at Riverway Church, their company has done and donated it all to our church. Isn't that awesome? 
They really, yeah, you can clap for that because that's amazing. Um, and they just, they've just partnered with us, and they just believe that what they do is for kingdom purpose, which is so awesome. And that, that just showed you a picture real quick of, uh, that's actually a local school here. They had wall graphics done. Go ahead and show the next picture. This is some cool uh, graphics for guitars that were done. Um, next one, let's see if there's one more. Yep, so this is at the Guthrie Theater. They did some wall murals over there. And uh, they've had some incredible uh, different clientele. They've worked for Buffalo Wild Wings, the state of Minnesota, Mayo Clinic, U of M. Some notable projects around town. They've worked at the Guthrie, which is that picture's from. They're working on the Vikings' new stadium, TCF Bank Stadium, Target Center, Minneapolis Convention Center, the International Airport. And so they are all over the city uh, doing amazing things. And so we wanted to hear from Bruce today about what he believes that we can all do to make work matter. So, without further ado, wild applause for Mr. Bruce Franz. We give up for Bruce, come on. Oh, you can clap better than that. Come on, clap somebody for Bruce. What's up? I'm good. Good to see you. Thanks for joining us. All right, so you guys have owned the company now. For a while, right? And uh, you and your dad, or your dad actually owned this business beforehand, is that correct? Yep, father started in 65, and then Patty and I bought him out in 99. Wow. So you've been doing it for a long time. Been doing it a while. And in fact, you probably don't know this, but we actually found a little picture of you and your dad. Um, Can we we just show that picture real quick? Yeah, buddy. No. Can can you? Wait a second. Notice the hairdo, the yeah, skinny actually, tie. Right. Can we actually zoom in? There you go. There's a zoom in. Can we? That's good. So what year is this here? Um, I think that was 1986. 1986. I was just a pup back then. Yeah. I was just a pup. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's awesome. So you guys have been doing this thing a long time. And so uh, over three decades, you've seen a lot over the last three decades, haven't you? Yes, I have. Okay. So cut to the chase. Give us the good, bad, and ugly and uh, I believe this is actually their first fill-ins right on their notes. So go ahead first and give fill-in. it to us. The bad news is that you have to work the rest of your life. The good news is that you can determine the quality of it. Yeah. What does that mean? And, and I think I have to admit, too, that when I started out working, my attitude wasn't the best. I kind of had that attitude, who really cares? It's just a job. Yeah. And I think as a job, too, that was a means to make money, to get what I wanted, yeah. maybe get what I deserved. Sure. And I think... You know, as I, I looked at that, that I really wanted to have a career. And I, I quick looked in the dictionary, too, what um, career means. And a career is an individual's journey through learning, work, and other aspects of life. And I think if we kind of take that view here really quick, that is it just a job, is it just a task, or am I going to make something more out of it? And and it I, think, I think a lot of us think that, right? We, we think for, for many of us that don't, maybe don't have the dream job, right, only about 10 hands went up, it, it's sometimes the grind. It's the nine to five. I'm going to punch in. I'm going to punch out. Try to think about it as little as possible when yeah. I'm away from that place. And, and I think I took that mentality then that a job was for me to get what I wanted. I chased right. material possessions. Yeah. And that was a big part of my life when I was younger. You know, the motorcycle, the snowmobiles, the cars, the house, everything like that. That was a big focus in my life. Yeah. And so when I took that to work then... I kind of viewed a customer as a means to get that. So I wanted the customer to be easy. Don't ask too much. Don't sure. demand too much. Right. And then you look at your employees, and it's like, okay, don't screw things up for me. I need to make money here. <laughs> right. I kind of have a plan. So 
Um, maybe I didn't treat my coworkers as good as I, I should have at that point. And so my selfish attitude really, I think, showed through at that point. And that kind of gets us to the next fill-in here. And this is something that I learned. It was a very valuable lesson. You cannot control what happens to you, but you can control your attitude towards what happens to you. And in that, you will be mastering change rather than allowing it to master you. And I think that's key right there. And I learned that really in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, our company just had a devastating financial blowout with some equipment and turned into a lawsuit and so on like that. But um, my parents at that point in the company, they lost all their assets, um, most of the equity and anything they own. And so how, how old were you at this time? Um, I was 26. So you're side by side with yep. dad. Patty and I were both in the business at that time. And you're watching really the bottom fall out. Yep, and it fell out. For your dad. Yep. And I think watching him go through that, I was standing kind of back in the corner. And I'm ashamed of this now, but I was shaking my fist at God. Hmm. I was literally almost wanting to cuss him out and just say, you know, how can you allow this to happen? My attitude at that point was, you know, work really let me down. God's kind of screwed things up. That was kind of my viewpoint. And where did some of that come from? Why did you feel like God had let your dad down in that? Or why didn't he deserve maybe that to happen? Well, I watched my father work really hard, and he truly is a man of God, very faithful. He was doing, let's call it all the right things, yeah. um, was faithful to God. And it's like, how can you allow this to happen? And I know we question that a lot in life when things happen to us. You know, how does God allow this? And I know he didn't create that. It was just life. Yeah. You know, equipment broke and there was big litigation and other things. But I think the real key to that was is when I watched my father walk through this and, you know, he had debt piling up. He had uh, the embarrassment of bankruptcy, uh, just the failure of being a failure as a businessman. Mm. But I, I saw him really take what I would like to call a God's heart attitude. And he knew that his heavenly father was still providing everything for him that he needed. And he still put other people first when he seemed to be the last one. Yeah. You know, he was at the pit. He was still doing his men's ministry. He was still picking people up for church, yeah. doing all that stuff. And yet, again, like I said, I was kind of in the background just shaking my fist. Right. Like, how can you have a good attitude at this point? But so you, you see your dad go through all this. You're angry. You're upset with God. And you see your dad have a good attitude, and you're thinking, what in the world? Yeah, and there was pain. So it doesn't compute. Yeah, it's, don't be mistaken. There wasn't pain there, but yet his attitude was so good. Yeah. And so, you know, I'd really challenge you that still have kids at home that, yeah, we want our work to go well for us, but when we come home, mm. what do our kids see? Are we complaining? Are we grumbling? Yeah. Um, are they seeing a bad attitude about work? So what's that teaching them? Right. That's a great, great point. And... Uh, this, this actually leads us to our verse, which is just goes right along with us. Philippians 2, 14 and 15, it says, do all things. Everyone say, all things? All things, all things even work, right? Yes. Without grumbling or questioning that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish, in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. So... All things, no grumbling. And we have a tendency, I think, to grumble a lot. <laughs> Sometimes that's hard at work, right? Yes. 
Okay, now I will say this, and, and here's my second question for you, Bruce. That might be easy for you to say because you're the boss and everything as a boss and an owner has got to be peaches and cream, right? I mean, everything at the top is just wonderful, right? It's perfect. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. You know, I was thinking about that too, and I'm like, I wouldn't even wish some of the pains and pressures I have on my worst enemy, to yeah. be totally honest with you. Yeah. Not, our jobs aren't that different. Your job and my job, to be honest with you. Yes, I may own a company, but still there's pressures there. There's yeah. responsibilities. And I think, um, you know, I was kind of reviewing what I do, and I'm going, okay, I need to direct people. I need to change direction. I have to guide. I have to let go. I have to be creative, visionary, sensitive, but hard, make decisions, but then other times deliberate other ones. I mean, I'm all over the board every day. There's lots of different hats. There's a lot of different hats. So, yeah, I wish it was easier, but it, again, I like to say it's just life, and how are we going to react to it? Absolutely. And so uh, for you, what would you say has been some of the things that you've had to walk through personally you know, because it's different, I think, as a business owner. And that's what I appreciate about you is that what you see is what you get. You know, and I think uh, most people know you pretty well um, because you let people in and you don't have this facade up. Um, but how, how important is it for you to maintain a good attitude at the top? I, I take it to heart every day. Um, you know, the last five years of our business career hasn't been that great. And um, in 2009... We lost nearly $3 million in sales in nine months. Well, how do you recover from that? How do you react? And again, you know, 20 years ago, I would have been shaking my fist at God and just right. saying, why do you allow this? And again, it was the economy. We probably all suffered in some way or another, but I had a totally different attitude this time where Patty and I kept that positive attitude. We kept leaning on him, that whole transfer of trust thing. Yeah. And I don't think... I can allow my employees to see that negative attitude because what's going to happen, obviously, it's going to drag them down at that point. We needed to be looking at the positive side of things and see where we can get out of this hole because that was a huge hole for us to dig out of. But yet I look back and go, we even expanded during that time. We actually opened wow. a new office in another state, yeah. and it's like, could we have done that with a negative attitude? There's no way we could have. Yeah, you guys own three offices, one in South Dakota, yep. one in Rochester, one in Brooklyn yep. Park. So... You know, 20, 35 years ago, you see your dad go through hard times, and you see this level of positivity and trusting God and good attitude, and here you are 35 years later, 2009, the bottom starts to fall out, and suddenly you're in a different place, aren't you, because of what you saw in your dad. And we want to survive without God, and any time I get a chance to tell that story about how we've rebounded, I have to weave God into that conversation. We can do that at work really easy. It's my personal story, so it isn't like I'm preaching to you or telling you, yeah. you know, this is the way it is. This is my story. Yeah. And it, it's totally amazing how he just carried us through at times we didn't think we were going to make it. Yeah. I think that leads us to our very next fill-in, and I think this is something that all of us can take, is that there can be no positive result through a negative attitude. Think positive, live positive. And right along with that is Proverbs 17.22, which says, A joyful heart is good medicine, right? But a crushed spirit dries up bones. That's one of the reasons I enjoy being around you, Bruce, is that there always seems to be life and joy in your spirit, okay? And we've known each other for a number of years. We've had 
you know, the conversations where everything's on the mountaintop. We've had conversations where we're in the valley, right? Yep. So yeah. we've shared some of those. But what I appreciate is that there's this undeniable trust in God, regardless of what you're facing at work. And that's one of the reasons that I wanted you to share on this topic today. Um, but here's a question that I have for you. What if it's naturally not my personality to have a good attitude? Because I know there might be some people here today who go, you know what, well, that's good for you if that just comes naturally, but what if I'm a natural pessimist or I'm always seeing the glass as half empty? I don't know, what would you say to something like that? I think this would be my favorite subject to talk about because, um, you know, have we done the next fill-in here? Oh, Don't it's get... the answer. Yep. Your next fill-in. All right, the next fill-in here. Don't get the role of your personality and attitude confused because while my personality is mine, my attitude is simply how I choose for my personality to be displayed. Wow. That is good. key right there. Oh, let's read that one more time because that was so good. I don't want anyone to miss it. Read it one more time. Don't get the role of your personality and attitude confused because while my personality is mine... My attitude is simply how I choose for my personality to be displayed. So we have a choice. We have a choice. In the matter. But I think, too, as a society, I'm going to be pretty general here, that we want to be able to blame our personality. That's a cop-out. It's really easy. What's right. my personality? It's just sure. the way I am. So at that point, are we questioning God? Did he screw up? He, he didn't make my personality right. Wow. Is your personality right? And are we willing to seek God's heart, though? That's what we really need to do there. Um, and I believe, again, if I can speak generally here, that even our country has a heart problem. Yeah. We need to change our hearts to change this country, too. Mm. And I think at times that we feel it's our right to have that negative attitude. Because things aren't going right. It's not going my way. That's right. I didn't get the raise. I didn't get the promotion. I've got to work with this Yahoo. i got to, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. And this kind of brings me to a word picture, and I like to use word pictures, tell you a story so you can just picture this in your mind. But I think of a bad attitude or a negative attitude as throwing darts. And just imagine you walking through your office, you know, and someone ticked you off, a coworker or something, and, you know, they're sitting at their cubicle, and you just take a little dart and throw it right at them, sticks them right in the back. They turn around, and you're kind of looking the other direction. And I kind of like that word picture. You know, you go to the next cubicle, too. They're sitting there with their back, and you throw a dart at them. Yeah. And attitude is kind of like that because you're not really confronting them face-to-face. -face. You're not trying to find a solution, but you're just sticking them with these darts. So it it's, is, a, it's a little underhanded. Yeah, it's it isn't a comment, killing them. It's tone. It's a glance. I'm going to let you know that I'm not happy, and yeah. I'm going to give little dart throws. I like that. I'm and so the problem with that is, is you leave everyone guessing What's the issue? Right. Am I the issue? Are you the issue? Right. What's going so, on? So think of that maybe when you're at work, if you're getting ready to throw a dart at someone tomorrow morning. Yeah. And, um, you know, really just check your attitude on that. And how does that snowball in a work environment? Oh, it just makes everyone miserable. Right. I mean, it just, it does snowball. And so, I think that can even be transferred to the customers and everything absolutely. else from there. So the power of one attitude can be a ripple effect for your entire work environment. The people you work with, your boss relations, customer relations, that sometimes it's all dependent on the attitude that we choose. Yep. That's pretty powerful. That's pretty important. And I'm going to say the one quick little phrase here before we get to our next question, but a bad attitude is like a flat tire. You won't get anywhere until you change it. <laughs> so pretty simple, but I'm pretty simple. So. That's good. 
Yeah, that's a good question. Is your tire flat? That's a great question. Just start asking each other, right? Is your tire flat? That's a great question. Okay, so next question. How does an attitude of entitlement wreck quality of work life? And here what we really got to talk about is, are we going to earn this? Are we going to have the entitlement mentality? And entitlement is probably one of the most detrimental attitudes that we can have because obviously you're expecting it. You're not either willing to work for it or you just think it's owed to you. So our next fill-in here is comparing yourself to others is dangerous and can lead to a bad attitude really quick. So again, getting back to it, are you willing to work? God honors work, and Scripture supports that. There's 68 verses in the Bible that talk about work and working hard. Um, entitlement is, in my eyes, pure laziness, because in a lot of cases, it's just talk. I want it, I want to grab it, I don't want to work for it, um, but it's just talk. Or it's owed to me, or I deserve yep. it, this or that. And I found a verse in Proverbs, and I love reading Proverbs because you can kind of take little bits and pieces, and it seems like it hits you right in the heart. But Proverbs 14:23, in all toil there is profit, but mere talk tends only to poverty. So right there, God's telling us, you know, that toil may be kind of a tough word, but if we work towards something, we're going to gain a profit. We're going to feel satisfaction. We're going to be, um, you know, filled by that. But talk is just, it's talk. It ain't getting anything done. And don't you think this whole attitude of comparison and entitlement only fuels a negative attitude, right? So like, when you have two people that are working and one person gets the promotion and one person doesn't, or you see always someone ahead of you on the ladder, or you see someone that does what you do and they have a nicer car, they have a nicer house, they're making more money. And so this idea is we begin to compare, we get entitled. And what does that attitude do to us when we walk into work then? Well, I think... On uh, Monday morning. If, if you look at that entitlement thing... I think you're going to start throwing darts right away, to be totally honest with you. Yeah. Because, again, you're expecting that. Um, you know, and your attitude in the workplace really is seen by everyone. You may not think, again, they're noticing, yep. but they are. Yep. They're seeing that all the time. Have you ever noticed a bad attitude in a work environment? <laughs> this week, right? Do, do you have that one person that is just always bad attitude? You, everyone just kind of keeps their distance a little bit, right? You've noticed that. Yep. Well, and I can tell you a quick story relating to a customer, um, and I hope I can use this word in church, but I get the pleasure of working on poop trucks. Poop trucks? Wow. Work, we do work for a sanitation company. They don't just pick up garbage. They pick up other stuff. And like poop. I, like poop, sorry. Yeah. And so we get to doll up their trucks, whether they're used. Yeah. Some are used. Some are new. But, again, when we started out with this customer, um, the demands were horrendous. The language was horrendous. He used a lot of four-letter words, and it wasn't the poop word. Oh, gotcha. Other um, four-letter words. Okay. There was a lot of pressure there and expected to get things done within 24 hours, design, print, install. And obviously, I could have had a bad attitude because if you want a little word picture of when I'm working on these trucks, I'm in a small warehouse, and on one side, the trucks are rolling in with the porta-potties, and they're power washing them. I'm just a few feet away installing graphics on a truck. That sounds like a delightful so work environment. You can imagine this little mist that just kind of <laughs> hangs over you <laughs> all day mist. while you're working. I will never look at mist the same again after today. And then um, 
you get this sweet smell of chemicals, <laughs> sure. like it's supposed to be cleaning. <laughs> and is it really cleaning or is it just covering the smell of you know what? <laughs> it's just spreading everything yeah. around is what it's doing, gotcha. So finish this really quick here. It was just a, a bad relationship. And I was trying to keep a positive attitude because God brought this customer to us. Yeah. They pay well, the money's good, but I was ready to fire the customer because I just couldn't stand the negative attitude. Yeah. And I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to love him for who he is and show him the respect as a customer. Now, time out, because that's not normal. <laughs> no. no. We, we already know that you're not normal on many levels, but this is especially is not normal. I mean, when you get pushed back from a customer, a client, whatever it is, a coworker, what's our immediate reaction? Yeah, we want to push right back. Oh, you want to give me some? I'll give you some. All right, let's go, you know? I mean, and, and, and sometimes it's not as external as that, but a lot of times it's internal. And now I'm going to be short with you. I'm going to make your process difficult, right? I'm going to make you jump through extra hoops. I'm going to not return your voicemail for a few hours, whatever it might be. And so over three decades of God working on you, the poop guy shows up. <laughs> and what you said was so important. I had to make a choice to not let his attitude impact right. your attitude. Explain and it. So even in the last couple of weeks here, I, I was supposed to have two of their trucks done two weeks ago. I could only get to one, and I told them we're really busy, a lot of stuff going on. And he since has called and added four more trucks. So I actually have five trucks to do, and, you know, they're somewhat involved getting the decals on them. There's some full wrap decals too. But he happened to even call me this last week, and he said, you know what, Bruce, I know you're busy. I heard you guys are doing really well, and... Things are busy. Guess what? I don't need these trucks to really go out on the road. Not for a while. So, you know, if you can get around to them in two, three weeks or so, that'd be fine with me. This is a conversation we would have never had two years ago. Hmm. And it's just interesting. And now I find him even calling just to see how fishing was on the weekend or talk about something else. That he's just mellowed it, mellowed out, kind of toned it down. Language has changed. And we're so how'd you get there? I think just by keeping a godly attitude to that, I wasn't complaining when I got into his office yep. and you got the mist hanging over you. Yep. You know, you're not complaining. You're still doing quality work. Yep. Um, I think he realized that. I didn't have to say anything. Yep. He saw it basically as I just worked around him. Wow. And I, I think that's important for us that people notice that. Yeah. You don't always have to go preach to someone about what you think is right. They can see it in your actions. So the power of our attitude can change an entire work environment. It right? can. Yeah. Because I can guarantee you, Mr. Poop Guy, he's probably still crabby pants with everyone else. Well. But he gets to talk to Bruce, and suddenly his demeanor changes because you've changed the environment by choosing the attitude that you're going to have. Yep. That's pretty awesome. Um, I like this verse, Colossians 3.23. Whatever you do, work heartily. As for the Lord, not for men. See, I think right there, that is the key to finding the how. How am I going to choose a good attitude? It's found right in that verse, that I'm going to do my job as unto the Lord, who ultimately owns everything anyway, right? He owns our job. He put us there. He's in control of it all. I'm going to do my work today as unto the Lord, not Mr. Krabby Poop Pants, right? And that is so key. It's unto the Lord. Unto the Lord. And that, again, going back to the beginning, it's not just a job, it's a career. It's learning, um, you know, how to treat people and just have that positive attitude. Yeah. All right, well, as we get ready to wrap up, 
um, I just want to ask uh, two more questions. Number one, how can our relationship with God impact our attitudes at work? How can our, adi- how can our relationship with God impact our attitudes at work? Um, I think real quick is start your day off the right way to get that attitude. Yeah. And I, I think you'll find that you're more approachable, too. If, if your attitude at work is a positive one, people are going to approach you. If you've got the negative attitude or mm-hmm. they think they're getting darts thrown at them, I mean, they're going to shy away from you. Yeah. And I think that's going to increase communication. But, again, I would encourage you to start your day off right. So how do you get your mind and heart ready? Um, let's just go back 20, 30 years I like heavy metal music. I like rock. So I'd yeah. start my morning. What, what was your jam? Well, anything that was just rock and roll. I don't have a specific one. No specific jam. But I started my day all ramped up. Yeah. And not that I'm any holy person or anything like that, but I've kind of changed that routine. Hmm. I listen to KTIS in the morning now. Yeah. It's a little mellower. I, I listen to worship songs. But also, when I get out of bed in the morning, I'm not falling to my knees in some deep theological prayer. You might, because you're a pastor. Every day. Every day. I'm kind of like... But my prayer is more like, oh, help me, God. Yeah. But as I'm getting ready, it's just asking God to come in and check my motive for the day, check my heart for the day. Um, You know, grabbing that cup of coffee and just saying, be with me, help my attitude here. Yeah, that's great. And I just encourage you to do that. And it leads us to our next feeling, that a bad attitude can literally block love, blessings, and destiny from finding you, don't be the reason you don't succeed. That's huge. That's huge. Break that down a little bit for me. Okay, so you're the boss. When you see employees that have great attitudes, what does that do for you? Well, I think there's ultimately a trust factor at that point because if their attitude's good, we know how they're going to treat other employees, how they're going to treat customers. And wow. you're going to want them to succeed. You're going to want to push them forward um, because they're representing you. But also if they're claiming, you know, being a Christian or being a God follower, yeah. I want that to show through. I want our company. And when people come in there, they know our company's different yeah. than other companies. Yeah. So, again, um, I feel there's a trust factor from me to that employee when I see a good attitude. So for those sitting out here, I think that's so important for us not to miss that every day when we go into work, our bosses are looking at us saying, how are they representing me? How are they representing our company? And if I see them have a stellar attitude and they're always representing us well, I'm only going to want to push them more to the front. I'm only going to want to promote them. Would you say that that's accurate? I would, yeah. Yeah. Because I can't handle and see everything in our company. Yeah. I have to rely on others. Yeah. And, um, and, and I think we have a great staff. Yeah. Our staff's unbelievable. They are. So we, Some of them work, you know, work for me, go to church here, so they can call me out on <laughs> any right. of this stuff, too. They're holding you rubber to the road right now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Jeremiah and I pop in once in a while to the workplace and give them all a hard time, so they do have a great staff. All right, last question. So what's our takeaway from today? For all of us here, what's one thing that we could walk away with? And I think that's our next fill-in, too, that my attitude will determine my quality of work, life, and faith example. Mm. And we need to set the frustrations aside and choose what I'm going to call a God's heart attitude. Yeah. What if God was crabby with us? What, what if he had an attitude? Think about that. Right. <laughs> Can you imagine how inconsistent this walk would be? Yeah. You know, he's there all the time. Um, 
I like, the, I like to use the phrase, too, at work, and Patty can verify this. I like to make my own fun. Work isn't always fun. We know that. Yeah. Um, it can be tough, but I like to make my own fun. Maybe I'm a little weird and goofy at times, but at least i um, trying to keep that positive attitude there. I used to tell our team a lot, fun is not an activity. Fun is an attitude. That's right? good. I like that. <laughs> so that, that's good sometimes. Just keep in mind that no matter what you're doing, you can still find joy in it, right? You can still find the fun in it or make it fun. And I think having a good attitude goes a long way in determining that quality of work yeah. life. And if I can just share one other thing here, probably before we get to the last yeah. verse. Um, I was thinking about this the other night of kind of the chain of how we get to building strong relationships. And I was thinking that a good attitude equals or builds consistency. And consistency supports stability and the stability provides for a stronger relationship. So if we look at that chain kind of, yep. that the good attitude's kind attitude. of the start. Yep. And you can finish. The attitude moves us to consistency. And you said that consistency actually brings stability in our job because yep. our employers know what to expect out of us, right? Yep. Have you ever been around somebody and just don't know what you're gonna get from day to day? You have no idea what kind of person's gonna walk through the door. Um, I think that's true, that my attitude can determine consistency in my job, and now my consistency is providing stability for my job, and because of that stability, I now have even a really good working relationship. And I think that carries to home, too. Absolutely. Because imagine when you're coming home, and you're crabby and had a bad attitude, and next thing you know, you're kicking the dog, and the wife's not happy, the kids aren't happy, and yeah. it yeah. just kind of tumbles from there. Yeah. I learned that a long time ago, learning to decompress on the way home, Right. And sometimes it's just either shutting off the radio or just praying and saying, God, everything that happened today, I want to leave at work. And now as I pull in, God, help me to be the best husband I can be. Help me to be the best dad that I can be, right? Not that I'm always arriving at that level, but I make it a conscious effort to think about those things that if I did have a bad or stressful day, I can't take it out on family at home. That's important to keep in front of us. So, and I think this last verse uh, that we were talking about in Acts that you had brought up, um, Acts 20, 35, and we'll close with this. It says, in everything, I showed you that by working hard in this manner, you must help the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he sent himself and said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Flesh this out for 30 seconds, and why did you want to put this in here? I think if we all look at this verse, and then you stop and look at Riverway, this is Riverway in action. We are working hard. We do things. Can you imagine if Pastor Ryan got up here and was talking about block of blessing? Like, oh, man, we got to go paint a house and we got to pull shrubs. And, you know, we complained about we had a bad attitude. Yeah. What is that going to show to the people that we are trying to help? Yeah. And so I think this verse represents riverway in action. Yeah. And that's why we're here. That's why Patty and I are here. Yeah. And we started coming here when we were in the middle of our, our whole downturn again. But this attitude here, you here, the relationships that I have here have kept me going on the other side, too, when things weren't so sweet. So true. So true. I love the positive vibe that I get from everyone here. You know, if I'm struggling, I come in, and, man, people are there. And, I mean, even from those setting up and doing work, and, I mean, I just see a, a smile on people's faces. And like you mentioned, Block of Blessing, which is coming up, by the way, end of May. Um, uh, it is. It's just so thrilling to see. I mean, how can you have 200 people on a block for seven hours sweating their brains out 
And they still are having a good time with each other and like happy and smiling. And the homeowners are blown away. They're like, who are these people? This is crazy, right? Yeah. But it's the choice of it the is attitude. A choice. And that choice of attitude can determine the quality of our work life. So our attitude is really what helps make work matter. And so I'm going to ask you just to pray for all of us. Would you do that? And would you receive this prayer uh, that Bruce would pray over us in relation to your own jobs and your own situations right now? Uh, would you just pray over us? Thanks, man. Our Heavenly Father, again, thank you for this opportunity to talk about attitude. Thank you for allowing us to take the time to check our own hearts, check our own attitude. Um, and I, I pray a special blessing over everyone that's here today as we go to our workplace tomorrow, that we would have that God's heart attitude, that we would think of others, think of how we're acting, what we're seeing, how we're seeing it, and just even our demeanors, we're walking or standing around the office. And Lord, just open our hearts to accept that. And again, thank you for Riverway and the attitude that we have as a body of believers and what we can accomplish and how that attitude can be um, portrayed out to our community. And again, we just thank you for this uh, time of learning and um, thank you once again. Amen.